So you know how if you read it on the internet, it must be true? Um, no. Where, where are you going? <laughs> There's so much misinformation on the internet. Users have to be savvy consumers of information. And as content creators and marketers, we have a responsibility to tell the truth in the creative we develop for our clients. That's right. Anything that even hints at misinformation can really hurt someone, and we feel very strongly about the integrity around the truth. Join us as we break it down. Ooh, this is going to be a good episode. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity and business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. What are we drinking, Jen? Mezcal, which neither of us drank much of before this episode, but now we drink it all the time. I mean, all the time. <laughs> this cocktail is called Division Bell, which is a funny one. So Mezcal Aperol Marchino Liqueur, which I was skeptical about, I will admit. Fresh lime juice and grapefruit twist for garnish. So good. So good. Yeah. I would never be worried about maraschino liqueur. Oh, see, I'm not a, not, not yuck. Um, but that's the great thing about mixed cocktails is you put interesting things together and they make, they are a better whole than the parts are individually. So I like that a lot. I know. Smoky and sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, with it's a little a, bit of tartness. Yeah. It's kind of a surprising drink. You should check out the recipe on our um, website as always, and you should make one for yourselves, dear friends. So, Jen, why are we talking about the resp- the responsibility we have to truth? There's just so many reasons why. I mean, if it's we take... It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot. Uh, if we look at the past, I want to say a couple of years, I measure everything by the pandemic now, but really, um, I think it's been coming for a decade, six. if not more. 20. At least six. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say that. Yeah. There has been a systematic breakdown of truth in our culture. Mm-hmm. There has been somewhere along the way... I feel as if our culture has lost a respect for being honest and truthful. Am I wrong? No. No, and I think it's it's deeper than that. It's not just a lack of respect for the truth. It is the deep-held assumption that if we don't see eye to eye, I assume you're lying. Yes, and I'm as guilty of it as the next person, unfortunately, because there are places where... I'm looking at somebody and and we do not see eye to eye. And I'm like, but I read the scientific report. I know that my is is vetted. So, you know, I mean, it's a, I don't know. It's a really tough place to be. And it it doesn't just happen inside of politics, right? I think what happens is it kind of started there and it started chipping away and eroding the lens with which we see everything. I think you're right. And, you know, I I sort of feel as if responsibility to the truth, like climate change, there's a real slow curve and then suddenly you pass a point of no return and then you're screwed. And I I feel like maybe we've gotten there. There's, there are lots of credentialed professionals, right? From, from lawyers to doctors, journalists, PR practitioners that nominally adhere to a code of ethics Mm -hmm. that, that sign on to say, I'm going to do the right thing. And this is what the right thing is. And I, I commit to doing this every single time. And, and I feel like someday once long ago, or maybe I'm just making that up that it ever was that way. People adhered to those codes. And, and I think everyone, even the people I don't see eye to eye with would agree. Nobody's adhering to the codes anymore. 
a lot of people are breaking the rules and pretending the truth is worthless or something. Or inventing the truth to, inventing a new truth to leverage agenda. Right. Using a Sharpie to bend the shape of the circle to what it, what suits them. Right. I thought you were going to say use a Sharpie to change the path of the hurricane. <laughs> it's all the same. Yep. It's all the same. So I guess we are here today really to talk about the fact that in our industry, marketers, branding, storytelling, we have a lot of power. We have a lot of responsibility for this. However, it's happening in all industries. And we have a ridiculous amount of power to either be truthful or not be truthful and to help the people for whom we work to be as honorable and truthful as possible. Yeah. And as we know, Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility, right? Oh, for sure. And I think that truthful, and you know, something that I say to my kids is, I get that what you've said is the truth, but it can't be the full truth if it's omitting fact. Sure. And it's like a different version of the truth. and, And nobody knows that better than us. Yeah. Because we have ridiculous power to nip and tuck at words and messaging, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's full truth. It's full disclosure and transparency. That's the truth. That's the truth. Right. Not just the little smidge of truth that paints you in a good light. And, you know, and people will say, oh, it's just advertising or it's just marketing. But we're still following that code. Yeah, for sure. And I want you to talk for a moment about we, we've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, but when you produce, say you produce a three-minute video, you probably have 20 minutes of roll. I don't know, maybe more. So you are choosing which moments to put forth into that final story from, mm-hmm. from a big, wide set of choices. Mm-hmm. So, so talk to me about how you make those decisions to make sure it is the full and transparent truth instead of making it into crazy propaganda. That's a great question. Um, So there's a few filters. There's a few litmus tests, I should say, that I would use. Number one, we go back to the project uh, project objectives, right? We have to make sure that the the content that we're pulling and using that we will be releasing meet the project objectives because that's what the client has hired us to do. Uh, Number two, depending on the the nature of the topic, I want to make sure that I am holding the people who appear on camera in their best light, that I do not make anybody use any of their words outside of the context from which they've provided them. But also if it's a very emotional piece and they have maybe overshared or maybe what they've shared, they would go back and say, I, I wouldn't want that to be shared or that was too much. Or if it would harm them, by sharing it, I would never use it. We would use content that we agreed we would go get and that is reflective of who people are and does not victimize them in any way. Something that wouldn't be shared without consent. And I heard you say too, used within the proper context. Mm -hmm. So taking someone's words out of context, like that's not okay, right? Not okay. It would be a complete lack of integrity as a professional to do so. So what do we do if we have a client who wishes for us to bend the truth or not provide transparency? How do you manage that and stay in business and also sleep at night? Yeah. I mean, the great news is that I have not had a client ask me to do something like that. But if I did, I would 
make sure that I presence them to the, the project objectives. And what would it say about your brand if we did it and somebody found out? What would it say about your brand instead of holding up your brand? It could have total unintended consequences. Negative, right? Yes. But I am lucky that I, I have clients that have similar values that, that I do as professionals. Yes, you are. And I'm very fortunate in that regard as well. It's, it's funny that you say that because as brand marketers, we, we do lots of strategic planning and brand building. And part of that is understanding values for an organization. You know, we've, we went through that with you. And I remember going through and articulating your values list was you were very, very careful about the words and ensuring that those values were very accurate. And what we like to explain to clients is this values list that you have which every client in my in my view should have and they should publish where their audiences can see it is a great test for every piece of marketing you do and every piece of language you put out and every initiative you take in your organization. Does it adhere to your corporate values? Does it adhere to what you said you were going to do? And Generally, I would like to think when organizations go through a values exercise and really write them down, I've yet to run across a client whose values are things like greed, corruption, or dishonesty. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't think there's any organization who would publish that as a value ever. Yet S- greed and corruption still exists. Yet they still exist. So I think one of our responsibilities as mar- marketers is maybe to help hold an organization to their value set and remind them when the communications they're putting out might might be landing them on thin ice, right? Yeah. And I want to go back to a question you asked me because I have, I've never had a client ask me to do something unethical, but I did have, I don't do car commercials anymore. I don't do a lot of local, I don't do any local ads anymore, but I did have a car a dealership once come to me with a script that the, that the general manager had written, which is, you know, that's not their job, but he wrote the script to solve a problem that they were having. And the problem was terrible service reviews. And he wrote a script about what good service reviews, like that they would deliver exceptional. uh, It wasn't that they were giving good reviews that they were, that they would, they were promising that they would deliver exceptional service and that it would be a great experience. And he told me, that it was to combat these negative reviews. And I just said, you have to be really careful. You can't shout that you're blue and have people show up and expect blue and they'll get real mad if you get red, Yeah, if they get red. And so we ended up talking about it differently, but uh, that was an early experience uh, in my professional career. It wasn't unethical. It just wasn't true. Right. No one was going to get hurt. Right. No one Except for him and his brand. Right. But what you did was maybe help him. You didn't maybe have the ethical conversation, but you illustrated how trying to use marketing to solve a problem might not be the way to solve the problem, thus kind of keeping him out of an ethical quagmire. Yeah. Right. I get that. I have a similar, similar example. Uh, We were working on a piece with a client and in asking the questions that we ask, you know, the client gave us X, XYZ data, we're turning it into a piece, and we ask a bunch of questions. And what ended up happening was the client said, wait, we can't say this because it's not true. 
which, you know, we sort of saw it's easier, it's easier for people to see on the outside, right? But um, in going through the process of trying to fact check and make sure we're on strategy and understand what the, what the goal of the piece was, we illustrated that what they thought they were going to build was actually misinformation and bordering on unethical. So it is, it, it feels really good when you can help a client that way, when our work can help them take a step back look at a larger picture and redirect before they hit some, you know, thin ice. Yeah. Feels nice. As people in any form of communications, you have a responsibility to look upon everything you do with that critical lens. Are you causing harm? Are you being dishonest? The, whatever questions work for you or your organization, I think you hold a lot of responsibility for helping your organization or your clients stick to their values. I want to ask you questions about socially responsible marketing. You know, being socially conscious, diversity informed, those are all things that could be taken advantage of. Instead of reporting what's true, mm -hmm. you could be using it opportunistically. Talk to me about the importance of truth when you're talking about social marketing. Or socially conscious. I mean, how many minutes do we have here, right? right. <laughs> we, because it seems like every company out there is green. Oh, yeah, yeah. They all feel green. And they all have their DEI plan and their DEI person who has no experience in DEI and didn't know what DEI stood for two years ago, right? So we're in a very interesting time right now where people know the, the buzzwords and the topics that will... Um, reflect favorably, favorably upon them. But we believe, it, it's like your example from before with the car dealership, you, you can't say you're red if you're blue. If you want to be blue, you need to work to be blue and then you can talk about it. Mm -hmm. So, Like you said, marketing can't solve your problem. Right. Marketing cannot solve your problem and marketing to offset a problem is a clear indication that you should fix a problem. And you could use it to market that we had a problem and we fixed it as long as you are honest. I think that that's where transparency comes in. I think that there's a, there's a huge advantage and I hope we're at the beginning of a trend here of really, really, really honest transparency in marketing as an organization, articulating when you're imperfect, being honest when you've screwed up and about the steps you're going to take because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody. Sure could could think they are being very green and realize one of their places that they're sourcing from is polluting the local river, right? Sure. Um, you could be selling denim and you know that you're paying all of your people $15 an hour, but you didn't realize that the indigo from the dyeing process is poisoning a community halfway across the world. Mm -hmm. But when you realize it, if you stop, fix the problem, and get closer to your vision and closer to your values, you can talk about it. So I think a lot of it is constant monitoring and being very honest about where you are. Rather than trying to hide the icky things behind the curtain, talk about what, what you did to resolve them. And in the, you know, denim and indigo, see, I, I, listen to a whole podcast on indigo and it's so interesting to me how closed eye can just decimate an environment, but that's mm. a whole different story. Um, as an organization, if you say, we realized our source for dye 
was coming from an unhealthy place and causing harm to a community. Therefore, we are no longer using that source and we are using a different ethical, safer, and environmentally sound source. That's great social marketing because you are being honest, you are showing how you've changed your ways, and you are moving forward from the better. That is gold. And it, it's taking- And then what, you're a leader. And then you're a leader. Your, it, among, amongst your peers. Yeah. And it, it actually builds trust because if you are able to say, we were not perfect, and here are the steps we took to become closer to perfect, and we want to let you know, it means you trust your customer. And it means that you are self-reflecting and, and living with it with integrity. Mm-hmm. So I think as a consumer, you need to look at how those buzzwords are used. And that gives you a good indication of the values of a brand when it when they're talking about equity or an environment or any of the things that we're all very fraught about how to fix globally right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I have a lot to say. Yeah, I think and you know, we're living in a time with supply chain issues too. And so, you know, there are many businesses that have to switch it up to survive and then they could, you know, make some mistakes there uh, without knowing. So I think if you're going to if you're going to vote with your dollars as a consu- on the consumer side, don't just look at the marketing, but either follow the supply chain or follow the money or, you know, right. dig deeper. Yeah. So I guess our message is um, consumers don't just trust the marketing, even though we are in marketing, right? Mm-hmm. However, marketers, it is your job to be as honest as you humanly can and to help your clients be as transparent as they humanly can. And if you're not fo- if your industry has a code of ethics and you're not following them, armor up, right? <laughs> you're in for a doozy. And if you haven't looked at your com- your your corporation or your company's value set and audited if the work you're doing from the mundane memo that is internal to the billboard campaign or whatever, if you're not holding that all up to the to the company's value set to ensure that you're on on point, you're missing an opportunity and you're missing a, a responsibility. That's true. And so that's Chen and Karen's soapbox for today. So next time, did you know evolution has most humans hardwired for negativity? That makes sense, survival and all. But there are simple things you can do each day to foster joy and happiness in ourselves and in the people around us. Something as simple as incorporating a gratitude practice can have major mental and physical health benefits. Not just for yourself, but for those you live and work with. Sign me up. Join us. See you next time.